Hi, this is Bill. And this is Anastas. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Today we're going to dip down into our our loving, loving look at Ben Franklin, our daddy. Yeah. It's part two. He is daddy. It's been almost, what, 10 episodes at this point since we've done Ben yeah. Franklin? Yeah, it's been a little so, while. So a little, probably a little longer than, than we than we anticipated it being, but there was so much good stuff that came up in between that we just yeah. couldn't help ourselves. But part two, uh, keep in mind we say bad things, vulgar things. Ben Franklin's especially vulgar, especially yeah. since we 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 dip into his um his Perverse his uh, past. yeah his his fun stuff his his fun uh, his naughty bits his naughty bits yeah we dip into his naughty bits. Uh, so keep in mind, be be aware of who you're listening around, all that good stuff, but. Yeah, Ben Franklin Part 2. Yep. Electric Numero dos. Yeah. He spoke Spanish. Did he speak Spanish? I don't know. Yeah, I feel yeah. like probably. We could, we could say whatever we want and you'd believe us, lie. wouldn't you? You fools. Could lie all the time. For the part of the, 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 the fake news media. Yep. Yep. That's, that's us. That's, that's us. Fox we News. Oh, We're MSNBC. I don't like this anymore. More like, yes, Ben the Ben Franklin Network coming right at you. At what? Ben Franklin Network. It's BFN. You know, he was a newsman. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, and we touched on that yeah. last episode. This episode's going to be more um, on like the science bits of him. Yeah. I keep seeing bits and it makes me, th- it keeps, it keep circling back to his, uh, his naughty bits when I keep saying bits. So. Uh, I was thinking of like fry bits. What's a fry bit? Like, like little fried little bits. Fr- and yeah. Like little crispies. Yeah. Crispies. Tasty crispies. Yeah. Tasty Salty cakes. crispies. Tasty cakes. Very so we're just so I'm just so circling Philadelphia. Philadelphia out. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think, mean, after my experience yesterday was one of the most Philly things. You, you want you want to you want to talk about really quickly? Talk about it, I, talk I, about I, real yeah, quick? I mean it, it's it's hilarious and it is very Philly esque. So yesterday I was out and about with a group of friends uh, in Philly and we were in Fishtown area. Yesterday being a a, sat- uh, Saturday. a Saturday night. So we're yeah. Bill's not a heathen. He's not doing this on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This was Saturday uh, during the day. Even like it was, the sun was out. It was bright. It was shining. We're all hopped up on warm weather and sunshine. Mm-hmm. And we were gonna go to this place called Frankfurt Hall. It's a beer garden style place, and this line was huge. So Ernie was like, um, "Buddy Ernie was like, uh, well, let's go to the L bar. We'll grab a hot dog and a citywide." Uh, for those of you not from Philadelphia. Citywide is a citywide special. Kind of varies a little bit place to place, but it's supposed to be PBR pounder and a shot of whiskey for four to six dollars. A bad whiskey. Yeah. Typically. Usually usually fireball. Mm. But yeah, bad whiskeys. I know some places do like Tecate and tequila if it's a Mexican place or stuff like that. But regardless, so we were going to the L bar, uh, which is a dive bar, and the girls were not into it. <laughs> This whole other story, but on the way there, there's this dude standing there, and he's like doing that weaving drunk. And he's standing on the corner, and he drops his phone, and I think Kristen laughed at him, and he was just like, "Oh, it's not funny." And we're just like, "Ah, it's like kind of funny," and we kept moving, and he started like walking alongside us and behind us, and the girls were like, especially Kristen was like, "Hey, like, can you leave us alone? Like, I, this isn't funny." Ernie's carrying her on his back because she, she bro- sprained her fucking ankle. Oh, I missed that. I, missed I forgot that. to yeah, tell you that part. Yeah. So he's carrying her this whole time. It's like, I just like kind of keep moving myself in between them and him. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually I was like, hey, man, like, you're not funny. You're not cool. Uh, why don't you just leave us alone? Like, we're not entertained by this. 
So this is going on for like a two block walk. We get to the L bar and the guy comes in after us. Mm. And Ernie goes up to the bartender and he's like, hey, like, I don't know if you have a bouncer on or not, but this guy like shouldn't be here. He just followed us the whole way. Like he's destroyed. Uh, there's no way he should be served. Drunk as shit, like 5, 5 p.m. Dude, it was <laughs> gnarly drunk. Um, wicked twisted, as they say in New England. I don't mm. know if they say that. Mm, I'm sure they do. Um, but he, he guess I kind of missed this. I was like in the bathroom and I came out just as like, I heard a fuck off. So he yelled, like as they were kicking him out, he, he yelled at him and was like, hey, fuck off. Fuck you guys. And this whole side of the bar just turns and yells, "And no, you fuck off!" It's our sense of community that that, like that really most, makes us Philadelphia, yeah. right? <laughs> the community of fuck you. Yeah, we're we're not afraid to yell at a drunk guy. Yeah, we're just not yeah, afraid, right. to, especially if they yelled us first. Oh yeah, yeah he started it. So, yeah, he <laughs> served it. Uh, in in the spirit of, of and we've done a lot of Philadelphia centric episodes recently. So, yeah, we're gonna so, need to hit some so other parts I, of the state. I promise we're not just a Philly podcast. We'll 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 yeah, that's uh, Philly touch on other. We'll t- we'll touch on other uh, other parts of the state very soon, but you just you just can't ignore the the sheer magnetism of Ben Franklin, can you? I mean, you can't. No. Yeah, especially when you when you when you uh, have an encounter like you did yesterday. Just I'm sure he did that to people in London and just in here you. in Boston. Just, eh, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, so, some of his inventions. We're gonna we're gonna just gonna touch on different parts of. Of um of his scientific background, so I use, you know, we'll just do we'll just go back and forth. I use different Ben Franklin inventions, like the stove. You, yeah, both bifold. Do you do you, you don't have a I Franklin don't. stove? You ever had a Franklin stove? No. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. That's how I keep warm in the winter time, right? Yeah. He invented the stove. That's what we meant by focus. So we'll um we we're not going to touch on every invention he 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 had a hand in because yeah. it's just a lot. Uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> he did we'll, everything. We'll touch on some of his. He invented this country. Yeah, I mean libraries and all that too, and, and, yeah. and the firehouse, but I, post you know, office. So we'll we'll uh, we'll 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 skim over some some uh, some topics and and uh, if you're really interested, you can do your own search. You damn lazy people. Yeah, but, go to the Franklin Institute, which doesn't actually have a lot to do with him. No, no. So let's talk, let's let's talk about electricity. Um, and before we go into that, I just want to point this out that Franklin never patented any of his inventions. Yeah, so wholesome. So 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 loving, and such a steward of mankind's mm. mankind's scientific achievements. Human kinds. Human kinds. Yes. Are we dancer or are we human? <laughs> good old good old good old killers reference. Uh, They're so good live. So he he wrote in his in his autobiography. I actually saw them in two thousand nine, I think, or two thousand ten, maybe. But he, he wrote in his autobiography um, as we enjoy great advantages from inventions of others. We should be glad of an opportunity to serve others by any invention of ours. And this we should do freely and generously. Yeah, that's and, good. Nice sentiment. Yeah, yeah. Standing on the shoulders and, of giants. And I'm going to throw this out there, too. He had money anyway, or he yeah. made money anyway, and he was a man of stature, and he didn't really need to, yeah. to continuously bring in loads of cash. So Status and wealth. He could, he could, he could say that, yeah. But yeah. Um, but it, it is it is a, a nice sentiment, Plus, because it allows people to build on those inventions and build on those scientific discoveries and and really help advance humankind right. as he said without without the thought of worrying about patents um he so he started exploring electricity in 1746 um he he attended one of archibald spencer's lectures on static electricity mm. and he was really interested in 
and what that what that meant. Right. And um, specifically, he he proposed that and I like how they use these words that no longer mean anything now, but uh, vitreous and resinous electricity. He viewed them. He said that they were different types. That they were not different types of electrical fluid, um, which is what electricity was called. It was called mm-hmm. electrical fluid back then. But it was the same "quote unquote" fluid, but under different pressures. So instead of it being two completely different things, it was all all, all dependent on all dependent on an external factor, yeah. i.e., pressure. And the same proposal was actually made independently that same year from another scientist named William Watson. But just wanted to point that out there that a lot of this stuff's kind of going on at the same time. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens concurrently. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a name for that phenomenon. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, it's um, isolated different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like when you have pyramids built in Egypt and pyramids also built in... Right, in South in America. Central America and South America, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> as, as well as like Priestley discovering isolating oxygen as same as two other guys. Right, right, right. Right. Um, so, but anyway, he Franklin was actually the first to label them as positive and negative elect- electrical things, yeah. respectively. And he was also the first to discover the um, the principle of conservation of charge, which was really 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 relevant in terms of like a lot of Alexander Volta's work later on. Speaking of Volta, actually, in 1748, he constru- uh, Franklin constructed a multiple plate capacitor, hmm. which he called an electrical battery, um, and it was it was made by you know having eleven planes of glass kind of sandwiched between lead plates. Okay. And it was suspended with silk cords that were connected by wires. Just to be clear, Franklin did not invent the battery. That was Alessandro Volta. And it's very different from Volta's yeah. battery. But you could, you could tell that it was... It was um, there, he was trying to, to go about finding a similar way of conserving energy and, and using it. It just didn't work well. Yeah, and, and, it, and it didn't have the, the same capabilities that, that Volta's discoveries later did or inventions later did. But... Pretty cool though, right? That, yeah, that he, that, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. And a lot, of, and a lot of his, and we'll touch on this later as well too. But a lot of Franklin's impact in the scientific community was, um, was he dabbled in a lot of different things, and, yeah, and influenced some real giants in and, the field. And he did like he did he did some theoretical stuff, and then yeah. other people did the practical experiments. Exactly. I think that's I think that's the best way to put it because that's that's um, you, we see that time and time again. That's that's that, yeah. that's what happens. In, in recognition of his work, electricity, he received the uh, Royal Society's Copley Medal in uh, 1753. Again, this is in, in Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he became one of the few 18th century Americans uh, elected as a fellow of the society, actually, later on in, in 1756. So he received the award, and then he became part of the actual group or society. Do you think they rescinded on. his uh, membership once, once, once he... You know, I really don't know. That's actually interesting. I, I know you're, you're kind of kidding about that, but... But I'm also, like, a little curious. Because I, I don't know how deeply tied that is in with the, the government. Because I'm right. I'm assuming a lot of these societies are deeply tied into... Court politics. Yeah. Because um, I get... I mean... That's yeah. fascinating. Court I, politics. Yeah. I'm going to look that up, actually, later on. And you, and, the listeners, should do that, too. Look up yourself. I would imagine that... If they did revoke his membership, I would imagine after his death at some point, they reinstate him because they're like, oh man, Ben Franklin did a lot of really good shit yeah, once while he, he was a British subject. Especially once they uh, they lost twice. Bastards. Damn dirty Brits. <laughs> he, he received honorary degrees as well from Harvard and Yale due to his work on electricity. 
One of the, the units of electrical charge was actually named after him, um, the CGS unit. I don't know how, if that's pronounced a certain way. I don't know what it means. I, I'm not, I'm not going to, when it comes into like scientific research, I'll do it, but not on my free time. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Just ask my dad. He's like Uh But it, it's called, it's one Franklin. It's it's capital F, lowercase r, is equal to one Statcomb. Okay. Uh, is that how you pronounce that? Looks like that's how you pronounce it. I would, that would have yep. been my guess. Yep, Statcomb. So one Franklin. So he had a unit of electrical charge after him, which I think is pretty badass. Yeah, that's cool. He also uh, his personality was electric. Yep, like his. Were you gonna say his penis? Yes. Um, very... So you're insinuating, hmm. not even insinuating. You're you're flat out stating hmm. that Ben Franklin had a lightning rod for a dick. Yep. You know, uh, you know, in in Mortal Kombat, the the guy with like the 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 rice field Raiden? hat and Raiden. Thank you. Yeah. That's um, I would pay a lot of money. That's Ben Franklin for a Mortal Kombat style Founding Fathers game. Franklin would win. Would he? Oh yeah, George Washington. Yeah, but Franklin got electricity on behind him. Okay, so and the lightning rod so, dick too. Lightning rod dick, electrical powers, Franklin. Mm-hmm. And, and he's got he's a little chubby, so he's got some armor too. John Adams yells at you. He's a lawyer, so his. <laughs> His his power is makes you feel a shriek. weak. Makes you feel weak. Makes yeah, he, he belittles you. Thomas Jefferson, a famous writer, uses quills liberty as da- like daggers. Kunai knives. The entire state of Virginia. George Washington, also George Washington too, has a horse and uses ivory teeth. It's a, I'm thinking it's a more comedic game. Yeah, uh, Jackson, uh, just just he would probably win because he. Doesn't have any morals. Didn't have any morals. Just so. A hickory stick. He will kill everyone. So there's that too. Jackson wins. Old hickory. <sighs> Bad man. Mm. Also, Hamilton uses money and and just the, buries you in gold coins and the power of of, of musicals <laughs> and yes rap. Uh, anyway, so uh, back. But to you that can't. You, Aaron Burr is the only one who gets a gun. <laughs> Aaron Burr wins. Um, so let's let's talk about go back to Ben Franklin. Fuck, I should don't steal my IP. Yeah, right, right, right. This but is... if you know a game designer, get him get in touch. Uh, this is canon. So uh, so it's canon. So Franklin, uh, going back to Harvard, he yeah. you received an honorary doctorate, honorary where? degree, Harvard. I mean, I think, Harvard. There sorry, you go. Harvard. So he advised, he advised Harvard uh, in in its acquisition of a new electrical lab, uh, laboratory. Okay. Um, there was a fire in 1764, which destroyed the original Harvard Hall, along mm. with their um, their entire electrical lab collection. So they had a, a bunch of different, okay. different yeah. apparatuses, whatever. And uh, he he helped advise them, or he advised them on finding new equipment and what to do with with uh, with basically a blank slate now. So uh, so he he had a good hand in that, and he actually also investigated electrical uh, electrotherapy, mm. um, you know, including the use of an electrical bath for for muscle muscle injuries. And his his work or his interest in it, he didn't really do a whole lot of it. He he just wrote about it and how it's how it's yeah. How, uh, Again, theoretical. A, yeah, a lot, a lot of promising aspects of electrotherapy, electrical, electrotherapy, excuse me. And he helped legitimize electrotherapy, so, which I think is used still today. It is. Right. There's This is wild to me because there's two wildly different paths of electrical medical therapy. 
there's like small currents that they run through that like help relax muscles and stuff. And then there's like the there's the, electric shock there. Yeah, and then there's like, like the psycho traumatic yeah. stuff. Yeah, but the, but he, his was specifically on electric bath right therapy, so which is more muscle more, based but and but, not as like uh torture you, i was gonna say um oh my god fuck what's that movie jared leto it, one of Joker? his early no 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 suicide no, squad god damn it no i mean no 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 hold on hold on hold on i made the do actually that's not what i meant though i meant um requiem for a dream oh yeah yeah, with yeah. The, the i don't i've never seen it yeah oh well you should watch it but anyway all right never mind like, Sorry, it's I, it's the reference is lost on Bill audience. I just wasted thirty seconds stammering trying to get a trying to get a a, a reference that Bill didn't get. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I, just, I don't know what you want me to say. I've never seen it. I, you should watch. It's a good movie. No, it'll it'll I'll freak never, you out. I'll also. never see it now. You've you've turned me off. I'm gonna go home and finish Survival Goes West, <laughs> which I started at midnight last night because I was like, I want to watch a western. So I searched westerns on Netflix. I'm pretty drunk by this point. <laughs> And I was like looking through the westerns, and there's like Fistful of Dollars, and I don't think Sons of Katie Eller is on there because I would have picked that. Mm. Was it like a de- like a definitely a John Wayne movie? And then there's stuff like Outlaw Star, which is an anime, and I was like, no. Then there's an American Tale, Five Will Goes West, and I was just like, yes, like, show me that little mouse fighting these cats. <laughs> Give them the lazy eye. You ever see it? No, but we've referenced this before. You have to watch it. It's I on haven't. Netflix now. Right. You have to watch it so you understand my... Yeah. I'll watch Requiem for a Dream. You watch Five Will Goes West. Wait, right. You know what? We'll, I'll, we'll I'll fi- do it sometime this... Yeah, give me we'll a handshake. Give me a handshake. We'll right, see I'll which is the we just shook greatest on. American cinematic experience. I think you'll find it's American Tale, Five Will Goes West. I mean, America, uh, Requiem for a Dream will make you feel bad. Jimmy um, Stewart's just, last movie. Just so you know, my friends... That are listening to the podcast, we uh, we shook on it, so we did. All right, I expect a, a book report. Well, <laughs> anyway, all right, let, let's continue on to our our deep dive into Ben Franklin's inventions. So we all know about Ben Franklin and the kite, or we think we know about it. Mm. Dun, dun. Yeah, that was was that the cereal? That that was uh, I was that was more like a law and order. Law and order. Yeah, yeah. Bom, bom. Right. But anyway, I like it. I like it. So. Franklin had published a proposal of an experiment to prove that lightning is electricity. And his, the proposal stated that you could fly a kite in a storm that appeared capable of becoming a lightning storm and it would charge the kite. Hmm. Okay. So on May 10th, 1752, Thomas Francois Dalibard uh, of France conducted Franklin's experiment using a 40-foot tall iron rod instead of a kite. And he was able to pull electrical sparks from a cloud. Hmm. It's actually unknown whether or not Franklin conducted the experiment in Philadelphia. Uh, he did describe the experiment in the Pennsylvania Gazette on October 19, 1752, but he didn't mention that he himself had done it. Huh. The account was read to the Royal Society on December 21st, 1752, and then printed in Philosophical Transactions, and Joseph Priestley actually published an account with additional details in 1767 History... And present stats electricity. Joseph Priestley, shout out! <laughs> he comes up again, too, later. But yeah. He's the dude. They were dudes. Yeah. They were buds. They did hip checks like Jordan Howard and Alshon Jeffrey are going to do this year. Heck yeah. Sorry again to the non-Philadelphia fans. <laughs> Two great players from the Bears. Yeah, take that, you Bears. Enjoy your Chicago Chicago's dogs. Chicago's a lovely city. Enjoy your Chicago dogs and your bean. 
There's more than just the bean. But yeah, Chicago dogs are great, by the way. I love Chicago dogs. Enjoy your deep dish give me, pizza. Give me that pickle. Give me that pickle. Give me that relish pickle. Oh, I, I had love Chicago dogs. I had two lukewarm. <laughs> two lukewarm. Um, Crockpot hot dogs okay, at was, the L bar I yesterday. I was like, where are we going here? The first one I even put ketchup or mustard. I just fucking, I was so hungry. I was like, ah. God. Like uh-huh. a goddamn cartoon character. <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, yeah. Franklin made sure to stand on an insulator and under a roof so he wouldn't be shocked by electricity. So, like, there's always this it's image called. of Franklin out there just like. Just like in the open. In the open with, with his, the key with on the Titan star or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not true. Like, he wasn't just out there just like. Oh, 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 Franklin. Yeah, he wasn't fucking stupid. He know he'd yeah, like he'd he's not. Yeah. He's smart enough to get in out of danger. So are you are you telling me that my children's books lied to me when I showed this experiment? I'm here to tell you that all of your children's <laughs> books lied to you. This is history. Welcome. Well, now now when when my when my son's born, I'm gonna look him in the eyes and say, "Hey, son, Franklin didn't actually do this. Don't let him lie to you." <laughs> and then and then his teacher would be like, "Oh God, this kid." Just, just slapping, this slapping. Kid. Fake news! <laughs> Fake news! My dad said this is lies! My dad said you're a communist! And a fascist! <laughs> I don't know how you can be both! Oh, God. Uh, Wait, since when did I become a Fox News grandpa? Like, when, <laughs> when did this happen? I, I don't know. <laughs> Today? <laughs> yeah, uh, you were today years old. <laughs> Wait, so... I see in the notes here you wrote... Um, <laughs> this is a whole... I don't know why we paused before, because this is... Yeah, hilarious. I hope, I hope you didn't like die, but why don't you keep reading your notes? This is good. So, even though Franklin was smart enough to come in out of the rain, not everyone was. Um, other people who tried the experiment got electrocuted. Uh, notably, a professor Georg Wilhelm Rickman, uh, who was German, but he performed it in Russia. And he, I don't know if he lived or not. Honestly, it's yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny. It's sad because he might have died. But like, but like. This is what happens when you, let cho- when you let children's books dictate your life. <laughs> I mean, he was doing it concurrently. I know. But yes. But he, I mean, he was definitely aware of... He, know, of, of he will never have yeah. know the true joy of green eggs and ham. <laughs> but he, I mean, Franklin knew it was dangerous, though, right? Yeah, well, Franklin was smart. Um, and Franklin's writings show that he was aware of the dangers of electrical shock. And so he offered alternative ways to demonstrate that lightning was electrical. Um... And this was shown by his use of the concept of electrical grounding. I think most people refer to it just as grounding when you hear about like, oh, right. you got to ground that wire right. if, if there's a live wire. Right. Um, but he's like one of the forefathers of that thought, school of thought of like, hey, get that into the earth. Right. When conducting the experiment, he used the kite to collect some electric charge from a storm cloud. I think a lot of people think that he was waiting for the kite to be struck by lightning he was not, like, I have an all caps, did not wait for it to be struck by lightning. Like, again, Franklin wasn't stupid. Why would you stand out there and just be like, oh, yeah, it's dumb. A, it's amazing how, like, everything is simplified for the masses, you know? Like, yeah. What, it's just, like it's the Liberty way, Bell. like the Liberty Bell. But it's way easier to, no, Liberty Bell is propaganda. This isn't, You're this right. doesn't this, serve anyone. No. I mean, like, this isn't, it's just, it's just it's wrong. Just, it's just easier to it's, explain than, it's like Paul Revere. Yeah, it's like exactly. It's easier to explain his, yeah. his charges, or I guess is it called a charge or a ride? Right, Paul Revere's ride. Yeah, it's. Do you know yeah. why Paul? I think I've talked about this at length. Yeah, go, go go for it. But go goddamn, Paul Revere only got famous because his na- name rhymed. He got caught when he was out there. There were two other guys who did longer runs. You know how how he got caught? He was stopped and have a beer. Huh. 
And I feel comfortable. And, and the tavern he stopped at was full of British soldiers. <laughs> I feel comfortable talking about him because he's not a Pennsylvania person, so we can make fun of him all we want without having to worry about a whole episode being ruined. Um, yeah, fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Those Bastin. Bastin. People. Bostonians. Anyway. anyway. Jinx. Uh, <laughs> Jinx jokes you owe me a Coke. I don't think that's the saying. All right, keep going, keep I'm, going. Keep, I like it, though. It's cute. I'm very tired. It's cute. Keep going. My hungover bill. I like... Yeah, a little bit. A little, little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you. I didn't eat enough yesterday. All I had was cheese fries and hot dogs yesterday. This is what happens... And alcohol. This is what happens when, you, when you're married. I was, you don't do that I anymore. was sitting... It's like 5, 16 in the afternoon. Jay bought his two Jaeger bombs. Yeah, well, that, that was your problem. That's, that, that, that's uh, Sorry. That's the cause of your problems. That's the beginning. <laughs> Then there were citywides. There was a lot of beer. I got a, a fucking liter of beer at goddamn Frankfurt. All a liter, a liter of cola. Yeah, a liter. cola. You ever see Super Troopers? Yeah, I uh, want a large farva. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get this. So, yeah. so I can talk about my population studies. Come on, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Um, his lightning experiments did lead to the invention of the lightning rod, and it's because he believed that conductors with a sharp point instead of a smooth one, could discharge silently and at a greater distance, which is... I don't know why I would have thought why? that. Why? It's yeah. weird. Yeah. I was just like, that's a weird little thing. Gotta, gotta include that, huh? <laughs> just staring at it and be like, make it sharper. <laughs> make, make it pointy. Make it so that birds can't land on it. <laughs> make it so that if a bird is skewered in lightning strikes, you now have roast Fried pigeon. Chicken. <laughs> or pigeon. Yeah, chickens don't fly. Do chickens fly? Chickens fly, right? I think they flop. Flop, yeah. Turkeys fly. It's, kind of. It's funny that, they don't really fly. that nature made chickens the way they are. Yeah, a, per- a perfect food source. <laughs> perfect food source. Yo, uh, fuck that. Roosters are terrifying. Yeah, yeah roosters are dangerous. With they're, the, their towns are my, enormous. Uh, in Albania, we had one in, in our in our farm. And, uh, did you fight it? No, but it would scare the shit out of me as a kid. Oh, it and like, it would scare the shit out of my aunt, who has a scar on her leg. Cut from it? To, yeah, to yeah. this day. The permanent scar yeah, from, I'm not surprised. from her rooster. Was um, it Chanticleer? I, have, I I I don't, I don't know the kind of rooster it was. So Chanticleer is from Rockadoodle. Oh, uh, what? You've never seen Rockadoodle? I don't know why. I'm I thought surprised. I thought you I thought you meant like a. Like I mean, Chanticleer is a type of rooster. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah I, I, um, actually, I believe Chanticleer just means rooster in French. Mm. Um, so yes, it was a Chanticleer. Chanticleer was a, was a it, in the movie Rockadoodle. Mm. Chanticleer is a rockabilly rooster that sings the sun up over the farm every day. He leaves uh-huh. to go make his fortune, and the sun won't come up over the farm until he comes back and sings it up. So they have to go find him to save the farm. I can't believe our our listeners are listening. How have you still listened to this ep- to this podcast with Bill's random ass references? <laughs> oh my god, I'm not watching this thing. It's another. It's a Don Bluth. It's like American Tale. Five Will Goes West. Thumbelina. Land Before Time. So. Uh, speaking speaking of of, of rods that impale that, that impale chickens, um, um, yeah, he argued that iron rods on buildings could protect them from lightning. Mm. And after experimenting on his own house, lightning rods were attached to the Academy of Philadelphia, which is now UPenn, and the Pennsylvania State House, which is Independence Hall. Um, and that, those both occurred in 1752. Could you imagine like 
he experimented on his own helm. Pretty ballsy. It's, yeah. If if it like Dude. worked out the opposite way, where so, it like made his house into like a raging ball of fire every time. Well, right, exactly. Because like we're being kind of cavalier about like lightning. Yeah. Um, very very. It was big a problem very big problem yeah. back then. Fires happened regularly because of light. Yeah. yeah. You ever you've seen uh, gangs in New York? Yes. With the fire, like there's always fires, and then like the fires didn't even get put put out all the time because they were the companies were fighting each other in the streets. Like that's a real thing that happened. And, like, that might be the most accurate thing in that movie. Yes. Yeah. Ah. It's a good movie, though. Five points, right? Five points? Yeah. yeah. The Dead Rabbits. Fuck New York. I mean, that's a pretty dope movie. But, yeah, yeah right. I, I mean, just, just to go back to the, that, like... Is that Scorsese? Millions of... Yes. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Like, I don't think it's it's a stretch to say millions of people have died because of lightning. No, yeah, for sure. It, it, lightning fires, and yeah. specifically. Because, like, the chance of being struck by lightning is very low. Right. But... The after effects of, of, of lightning, because of Franklin's invention, became so that we can laugh at yeah lightning. Pe- you know, people get we no longer like, fear Thor, <laughs> but we're not we're not we don't we don't fear of lightning in the same way that they right. did three hundred years ago, two hundred fifty yeah. years ago, three hundred years ago. I don't know. Time is meaningless. It's yeah. a construct. Yeah, that's why I like the land before time. So let's, speaking of of people. Because I guess we've been talking about people the whole time. Population studies. One of my favorite subjects. I love population studies. I'm a fucking nerd about it. But Franklin actually had a major influence on uh, demography or population studies. Mm. Um, I I don't know if it's called demography still. I'm pretty sure it's population studies. But anyway, he had a big influence on it. And at the time, it was an emerging science. So he was kind of a, a pioneer of sorts. He wrote uh, observations of the increase of mankind in 1755 and that along with Ezra Stiles' discourse on Christian Union in 1760 those two pieces were considered the leading works of 18th century American population studies. Nice. It's very interesting. He started taking notes on population growth uh, during the 1730s and 1740s and he found that the American population had the greatest growth rate on earth during that time period. And people were fucking. People were fucking. And living. And living and um, like living longer, I mean. Well, well, that's the thing. Infant mortality was was a big yeah. issue, and and it was peering upwards. Yeah. Because of food, you know, prevalence yeah. of food basically, and um, that's that's what he that's what he found. He found that it was growing based on food supply and America's abundance of food, and also our specifically our abundance of farmland was a reason for this population growth. Mm. Uh, he calculated that America's population was doubling every twenty years. And that it would surpass England's population in a century. So that was the 1830s. It would, he, he theorized that it would be bigger than its home, than its, than its um, hub nation or its home homeland, I guess. Yeah. Because again, 1730s, 1740s, we're still under their armpit. And um, yeah. they're, uh, they're our daddy, I guess. What a way to put that. <laughs> in 1751, he drafted observations concerning the increase of mankind, peopling of countries, um, etc., uh, and that, again, that was in 1751. It was anonymously printed in Boston in 1755, and it was quickly reproduced in Britain. And it had a huge impact on uh, on economist Adam Smith, and then later the demographer Thomas uh, Matthias, or I'm sorry, Malthus. Malthus. Yeah. Uh, but again, Adam Smith used a lot of um, his studies on population growth to affect uh, his 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 writings on on mm. economics, which. It's great, you know. It, yeah, it's, it's one man had all these tentacles, his influence, all these different branches oh, of science. Yep, yeah, yep. What is he? A squid? No, he, a he's a kraken. He's a kraken, sexual kraken. Oh. 
Um, so Franklin's predictions really freaked the fuck out of the British leaders. Uh, they did not want to have their colonies be bigger than they were in terms of in terms of population, which meant better ability to defend themselves yeah. and also attack the homeland, even with the huge Atlantic Ocean between them. So they were. You could argue that Franklin's predictions led to a uh, a willingness for England to impose stricter stricter restrictions on the colonies. Yeah, kind of chicken or the egg type that, that Yeah, thing. I mean, but um, they they became more of more of a police. It became more of a police state. Yeah, after, after they realized that hey, they're a potential danger to us. And part of that was coming from they had had some costly wars in yep. other sections, and yep, yep, yep. so. They recognized that the Americas were loaded with cash because of mm-hmm. tobacco and indigo. Right. The slave trade trade was very profitable. Mm-hmm. And so they they also recognized that they were getting mad about taxation without representation, even though the taxes on the colonies were much less than those in, in Britain. Britain. Yep, yep. But yeah, Franklin's studies were like they were like, oh like they could be a problem. Yeah, it will. It helped reinforce it. Yeah. But, uh, like, like you said, they were they weren't doing too hot in terms of their um, yeah, the money money yeah. situation around around the world. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just think it's cool. Like, like a fucking uh, one of one of his studies led to them being like, hey, let's um, let's let's make them let's make their lives harder, and then <laughs> yeah, that turned out really well. Uh, he was also a speak. You mentioned the slave trade as well. He was also pioneering the study of slave demography. And he mentioned that in that 1755 essay, the uh, mm. observations concerning increased mankind, um, and he, he noted that uh, he, he tracked it and, and he, he made mention that uh, it was increasing, and I, I don't I don't believe he made any you know statements in terms of morality or that, but he he did note it, which is interesting because a lot of times he wouldn't yeah they, most people he, would he, we like wouldn't that. touch that he wouldn't touch that yeah. at all. But yeah, cool stuff. I love population studies. I love. Looking at publishing growth, there's a and joy in your eyes. Yeah, I, I'm. You happy. look alive for the first and time in years. <laughs> it's cool. It's it's cool, and and it's neat that happier Fra- than on your wedding day. That's not true. Happier than when you found out Oliver's have, on the way. Have you ever have you ever looked at a metropolitan statistical area graph? It's cool, man. Yeah, I've seen it. Awesome. So fucking cool, man. You got yeah. All right, let, 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 let's let's move away from the soda before before I get some growth. Oh goodness! In my nipples. Oh, no. Yep, keep going. So, now that I'm thoroughly disgusted. Could cut diamonds. Oh. <laughs> or a diamond in a nice storm. <laughs> anyway, uh, Franklin didn't just look at people and electricity. He looked at all kinds of stuff. Uh, but he was also interested in the ocean currents of the Atlantic. And when he was deputy po- postmaster... Uh, was when he specifically became interested in North Atlantic circulation patterns. Hmm. Um, he was in England in 1768, and Franklin had heard a complaint from the Colonial Board of Customs. And the complaint was, was this. Why did it take British packet ships carrying mail several weeks longer to reach New York than it took an average merchant ship to reach Newport, Rhode Island? The merchantmen had a longer and more complex voyage because they left from London, while the packets left from Falmouth in Cornwall. It didn't make sense, like, right, why right. why the journey took longer. Right. So, Franklin asked his cousin, Timothy Folger, about it. It's the best thing about every morning waking up is... Oh, that Folger's, huh? Timothy Folger in your cup. 
Just gonna throw that out there that he did not. That's not that, that, right. That's not him, right? That's not the Folgers guy. Cool. No, um, considering he was a um, whaling captain from Nantucket. From Nantucket, yes. Once was a man from Nantucket. His name was Timothy Folger, and he was a whaling captain. He said, "Fuck it, let's continue." Right. Um, <laughs> but Folger told him that merchant ships usually avoided a strong eastbound mid-ocean current. And that the mail packet captain had sailed directly into it, which caused his ship to sail directly into a current of three miles per hour. Mm. Which, like, three miles per hour is nothing, but also it's not when sailing. Yeah, well, especially when you don't have an engine to do it. Yeah, like, you're yeah. just relying on the wind and currents. Yeah. It's very difficult. So, Franklin Folger and other sea captains worked together to chart the current and named it the Gulf Stream, which is still known as today. Oh, they named it that? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Surprise, I don't read all the notes all the time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little glance behind the curtain here. <laughs> the Uncommonwealth. That's really cool. Good for him. So, he published his Gulf Stream chart in 1770 in England, and no one cared at all. <laughs> they didn't give a shit. Not a single fuck was given. Um, reprints occurred in 1778 in France and 1786 in the U.S., and the original British edition of the chart was so ignored in England that people thought it was lost forever until Phil Richardson, a Woods Hole oceanographer, that's a not-for-profit private company. Gotcha. Or private fund, I mm-hmm. guess. And Gulfstream expert, he's also that, uh, discovered in the Bibliothèque Nationale in Paris in 1980. Uh, and the discovery made the front page of the New York Times. But, like, they didn't give a slow, fuck. Slow news day at the New York Times. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that, that is... That's yeah. what, like, it's a huge discovery. Like, yeah. it's important for shipping. It's important for transatlantic I, I, trade. I guess my only thought is, since there were advancements in, in ship technology and, and engines and... But not so by it, that point. No, 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 exactly. But, like, later on, yeah, it mean, wasn't important to... Or they didn't view it as important to touch back on. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's part progress. of our natural history. Yeah. It's cool, you know. Uh, British sea captains were actually reluctant to adopt Franklin's advice on navigating the Gulf Stream. And when they finally did listen to him, they found they were cutting two weeks from their sailing time. Two weeks. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's a big difference when it's it comes to mail. Huge you know? difference. Or goods or anything. Um, in 1853, the oceanographer and cartographer Matthew Fontaine Murray, Murray, like Murray Povich, Mm-hmm. Um, noted that while Franklin had charted and codified the Gulf Stream, he did not actually discover it as captains, um, notably Peter Martyr de Anguria. Anguira? Anguira. Mm. That's quite a name. A-N-D apostrophe A-N-G-H-I-E-R-A. Solid it's got to be de Anguira. De, eh. I don't, you know what? Fuck it. Peter Martyr de Anguira. PD. Good old PDA. PDMA. Uh, and as well as Sir Humphrey Gilbert. Uh, they knew about it back in the 16th century, back in the 1500s. Right. So it's not like it wasn't known. Like, Folger knew about it. Right, but again, what? it's nowhere near as... It wasn't charted, though. Did you hear that? Yeah, that's you. That's scary. My chair's going to break. Holy shit, guys. I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to edit that out. That was insane. Bill was just moving his chair, and it was just like, and the world's coming. That's what happens when you have a leather chair in, in your butt, in your jeans. You've never, never done that before. Anyway, um, yeah, j- just just gonna point out that like it's cool that you know they, they, it was known before that in the 16th, yeah. 16th century. But when you don't when you don't put it in, on a map 
and you, right. don't, you don't track it, it's basically useless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially absolutely. Especially considering that it was a, still a problem that wasn't addressed well, still, until yeah, now. You know, so, so good for them, but um, I, I, I think it's definitely important that uh, important that it be known yeah. that it's mapped. You know. Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about some. I'm gonna go hit a bunch of random little factoids little about it. Bing, bing, bang, bong, bong. Yeah, because we, we, we spent some time on on you know, ocean currents, population studies, and, and electricity in the kite. But let's let's talk about just some random little 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 tidbits. Um, Franklin was the only major scientist that supported a a wave theory of light. It was um, Christian uh, Huygens' wave theory of light. Not hundred percent sure how to pronounce that, but mm-hmm. the the scientific consensus at the time during the the seventeenth excuse me the eighteenth century went against this way this theory of light. And in the eighteenth century, uh, Newton's uh, Newton had a theory that actually supported the wave theory of light. Um, I'm not 100 sure on the details of what that means, but just gonna point that out that Franklin was like science community, you are wrong, and this dude named Christian Huygen, he's right, and he was found to be correct. So throw that out there. Do you know anything about wave theory, light wave theory? Uh, I'm assuming it's like it's like the, it's, the like the ultraviolet versus yeah, all that. It's but. ultraviolet UV, uh, UV rays, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, the one we see sunlight at. I we did a section on it, on it when I was in college, uh, for my astronomy and classical physics class. Yeah, which I was often hungover. Sleep for, for most of the time. It was mornings. It was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. Fridays yeah so were, Friday and Mondays were or Fridays. Fridays were a little rough. Yeah, and uh, um, but it, yeah, I had it with Jasmine. So, and the professor always said Uranus instead of Uranus, and she'd be like, Uranus is big and blue and full of gas, and we'd be like, <laughs> uh, All right, so meteorology, right? So everyone knows about meteorology, good old, good old fashioned skies. Yeah, I like meteors, meaty meteors, comets, asteroids. So he, he had, you he gotta has, be careful of asteroids fields, though. Only Han Solo can navigate them. He, he had some impact on, uh, the odds. on the study of the meteor, on meteorology. Uh, so after the Icelandic volcanic eruption uh, in 1783 of Laki, I think yep. how you pronounce it, um, Franklin found a connection or he observed a connection between that eruption and the harsh winter that followed in Europe in 1784. And he wrote about the you know, the causal nature of the two events. And his his writings on, on, on that connection actually... Um, he included that in a, in a lecture series, but the, the the lecture series and the writings were very influential on on um, future studies of weather patterns and natural disasters and those different connections. Mm. So again, just like you pointed out, he did a lot of theoretical stuff, um, a lot of different things, and the legwork was kind of brought up by everyone else. But without his kind of writings on finding those connections, uh, there's a good chance we'd be delayed. We'd be really delayed. I'm sure. Right. It, I'm sure it would happen somewhere else, but but not at the he, timing that didn't yeah. happen. Um, also. You familiar with kiteboarding? It's when you you get a skateboard and you put a big kite on it. Yeah, maybe a longboard. Yeah, but except in water. And you, but it's on water. But yeah, oh, you say longboard. Yeah, but that's longboards is a skateboard. But yeah. yes, keep going, keep going. You, is, is that actually like what it that's was? That's what I it was is. Yeah. A joke. yeah, yeah, no, that's what oh. it is. It's but on water. Like you know, okay. when you see those, like, oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. like people that they're out there with the big like sail. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's actually so, pretty fucking cool. So I thought it was called wakeboarding. Um. I, th- I think those different things. I think it's I think it's slightly different because I think I'm not sure if one's pulled by a boat or not. Oh, that's I think that one's I think it's with a wakeboard. I think yeah, because they're in the wake of the yeah. boat. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, fucking Ben Franklin influenced your in, he influenced your Caribbean vacations, guys. 
Just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> Excuse me. Should I keep that in there? It's up to you. I'm gonna keep that in there. <laughs> I guess people can know that I'm human, and it's... that that the hangover is actually real, <laughs> and that I edit those out typically. So you're welcome, guys. Take I, a take I... a peek. Take a peek behind the curtain. Ashamed and embarrassed. As I Bill, apologize. <laughs> it tasted like hot pumpkin dogs? bread. Oh, pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, a little hot dogs and Jaeger. Mm. It tasted like shame and Jaeger. <laughs> so, all right. Speaking of, of your of your Caribbean vacations, because everyone everyone goes to Caribbean vacations. I've never. I haven't seen warmth in years. I haven't seen the beach in years. I did Bill. in SoCal. Yeah, that's pretty great. Anyway, um, you. Yeah, have you not been to the beach in years? Yeah, um, well, when we were in when we were in California, in like Northern California, yeah. we saw it, but like but you that's not like a beach. That's not a beach. Yeah. It's a fucking rock field, and I mean, the water's like thirty degrees. Technically a beach. You ass. I mean, am I anyway, anything so, with, where shore kite, meets kite sand? Kiteboarding, or, or shore meets. All right. So just gonna point this out that we'll go to Ricketts Glen or Poe Patty or Halfway Dam. Those are Pennsylvania beaches. Mm. Filled with glass. No, they're state parks. Um, they're really nice, actually. I, yeah, I used to go up to uh, um, Lake Mountronk in uh, mm. in uh, Jim, Jim Thorpe, Thorpe, actually. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, see. But anyway, so kiteboarding. George uh, Pocock, which is a great name, he he invented kiteboarding, uh, but he wrote in his book that you know, touched on kiteboarding. Mm. Uh, it was called, if you want to know, it's called a treatise on the aeroplastic art. Or navigation in the air by means of kites or buoyant sails. <laughs> That's a title. That's a one book That's title. Wild. Anyway, um, in case you didn't know what it was about, it basically told you everything. Um, it noted that he was inspired by Ben Franklin's uh, traction of his body by kite power across a waterway. So, Franklin, uh, Franklin, <laughs> let me unpack that a little bit. Uh, Franklin wrote about. Um, he theorized that you could be pulled by by the air if you had a kite and you were on a body of water mm-hmm. he i'm sure he didn't make the connection between like you mentioned skateboards i'm yeah. sure if, if he made that if skateboards existed back then he would make that connection but yeah if you if you he he, he took the concept of like sails on boats right and like and what if to... what if i just had a rope and it was me yeah. i am the sail and i had a board for something you know franklin suggested using that Using that technique of like having kites, not just attached sails, but you know, fl- like flying kites mm. to actually pull ships in um, in different strategic strategic ways on like uh, like rivers or whatnot. Yeah, but seems like they would get tangled. Uh, yeah, well, I think it was so you get get a higher get a higher current. Right, right, right. I, yeah, I but it, it does it does seem like a dangerous like, thing. Yeah, but. well, I'm thinking they would get tangled in, in each other, like ships passing. Oh yeah, so yeah. The the kites yeah. would get tangled or. If the winds get too extreme, which happens, hmm. yeah, it just they rip well, away. Well, yeah, I mean I, that's probably why we like. I, I, has that ever been a thing? I don't, no, think, I don't think so. I, like no. it just seems very impractical. Yeah. Well, it was. Um, it's practical for hauling ass if you yeah. if you got a mai tai in your hand. You probably shouldn't have a mai tai in your hand while you're doing that. But why not? Why not live? So let's talk about cooling, right? So he had he had a big influence on cooling. Um, in terms of like body heat and whatnot. Okay. So in his letters, cooling by evaporation, Franklin noted that one may see the possibility of freezing a man to death on a warm summer's day. Let's go into why he said that. Uh, he came Monster. that con- he came to that conclusion. Uh, well, he, he he was interested in finding out about cooling because he observed. He wanted to kill a man. 
He observed on a really hot day that he was much cooler when his shirt was wet in a breeze than when he was in a breeze with a dry shirt. Right. And he was like, hmm, why is this the case? So he wanted to conduct an experiment, and he did conduct an experiment in um, 1758 in uh, Cambridge, England. Not Cambridge, Massachusetts. <laughs> Cambridge, England. 1758 uh, with, with a fellow scientist named John Hadley. Uh, they experimented by... They had, they had a mercury thermometer, right? And mm-hmm. they were wetting the ball of the mercury thermometer with, uh, with ether. And they used bellows to um, evaporate the ether. Okay. And so they, they provided the breeze with that. And they were able to track temperature and see what was going on. And so they, after every, you know, pump of the bellows and every evaporation, the thermometer read a lower temperature, which would eventually reach down to 7 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 14 degrees Celsius. And they had a, a control thermometer that was just constantly in the room to show the temperature was 65 degrees Fahrenheit mm. or 18 degrees Celsius. And they, they basically show that, like, with the breeze, you know, you have the same temperature, they're both wetted, your temperature will will eventually decrease down to a point where it could theoretically kill you, hypothermia. But yeah, I mean, he he, uh, he basically, th- that that had a big impact on, like, cooling and, yeah. and refrigeration. refrigeration specifically. Yeah. So, pretty neat stuff. Uh, last little factoid before we uh, before you begin our wrap before we begin our wrap up section, uh, Franklin is considered the father of the pro con list, and I mentioned Joseph Priestley before, but he uh, Franklin wrote in 1772 a letter to, to Priestley, um, laying out a, a, a an idea that he had on a, on a basically description of a pro con list. Uh, it's con- basically used it as like a decision making technique, mm-hmm. and it's considered now a pretty common decision making technique. Yeah, people do it but, all the time. You know, it's, you list you list pros and cons of of whatever problem you have in front of you, and then you yeah. you you map it out and you make a decision based off of how many pros, how many cons, and and whatnot. It was also called it's sometimes called a decisional balance sheet, which is cute. I like that. But yeah, Franklin Franklin. Uh, uh, if you if you ever have a problem that you use a pro con sheet on. You can thank your you can thank your, your daddy. Good old Benji Franks. Thank you can thank your daddy. Yeah, Ben Franklin. He's a fucking man. Uh, do you, should we talk to you real quick on his? Uh, do you want to do your devious? podcast within a podcast? Do you want to do, do you want to do it? Yeah. You want to do it? No, you do it. I got my podcast within a podcast, okay. which so, is town names. Yeah. So I'll yours do, is Ben Franklin my, fucks. My podcast and the podcast is Ben Franklin fucks. So again, this is a multi-part series within our multi-part series of Ben Frick. Excuse me, Ben Franklin. All right, so Ben Franklin, sex club fiend. He was believed to be part of a, uh, or a member of the Medmahan series, excuse me, Medmanham Monks, also known as the Hellfire Club. And this was when Franklin was in London. Excuse me, Jesus. We're gassy people. Dude, I am. <laughs> I'll keep, oh, oh, they're all staying in today, Bill. They're all staying in. This is our edit-free episode. Oh, Tim, it's not edit-free, but. Goodness. Yeah. Um, no, just send it out. Send it out. <laughs> Pure raw unfiltered. Pure raw unfiltered. Let them know what a fucking monster I am. <laughs> um, no, don't worry. Anyway, uh, so it's 1757 to 1775. Franklin was in London, and uh, historians believe that he was a member of that club, the again Medmenham Club uh, yeah. monks. It was a group of libertine men uh, that were known for their perverse sexual proclivities, and uh, basically they, they didn't they didn't they didn't adhere to the religious constraints of you know not doing they like to wear stuff. donkey ears and play pin the tail on the donkey <laughs> uh so his actual membership cannot be confirmed or it can't be denied either which is the greatest saying ever 
Um, but historians point out that he did have a lot of close friends that were major members of this club, mm. including um, the founder of the club, Francis Dashwood. So Dashwood, Dashwood, and we all yeah, hilarious, right? Player's name would have yeah, dashing yeah. wood. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we all know about his carnal needs and how he's well known his proclivities. for proclivities. Is well known for being a, a dirty boy. Um, so he's friends. A dirty boy. He's, fr- he's friends with. He's, he's friends with the founder of, of a notorious sex, sex club. Cult. I would not be shocked at all if he uh, yeah, he joined in. And if even if he didn't join, he was definitely there at least. He went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, give, give me give me the town name. So that thus concludes the Ben Franklin fucks part of the episode. I've got Moscow, PA. Oh, Moscova. <laughs> oh, where where in where in the state is this? Uh, it's a borough in Lackawanna County. Okay. Uh, it's uh. As of the 2016 sentence, a 2009 population, nine miles from Scranton and 25 miles from Honesdale. Hmm. So the northern tier, the upper tier. Um, Do they have like cultural events like Russian well, Day? So legend has it that it was actually named to honor Russian immigrants. Ah. So. Yeah. So probably. Borst all day. Oh, fuck you, me up with that. Do you want some Scrapple and bor- Do they have do they Scrapple and Scranton? Really scrap do, right? all over the goddamn state. Where yeah. do you think this is? Yeah. Goddamn Oregon. The Electric City, but Moscow edition. Ooh. Yeah. I um. I don't think I'd want to visit. <laughs> <laughs> you know some borscht? Uh, I'm not a big fan of borscht. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had borscht. Yeah. Um. I like I like cabbage. Cabbage is good, but I yeah, cabbage. I like cabbage. I have uh, sauerkraut at home that I need to do something with. Just a can of it. Oh. You should just donate to the Moscow PA. I should just eat it myself. No nutritional value. <laughs> fuck me up. Uh, my, I, um, yeah, I don't think I'd visit that place. Fuck, fuck Moscow. Fuck Russia. Take that, you... you, you I heard you're only allowed to, allowed to wear red there. Manipulative peoples with our election. Collusion? Uh, investigate? <laughs> I'm tired. It just started crashing I, down I, on me. I, I think I think we'll I think we'll wrap up, but I, I think that about dying. does it for the episode. I'm dead. Bill, do you want you want to throw us our uh, our um yeah um, our, town, our, our, social, town, our, our social, social media. Medias. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at Facebook at Uncommonwealth Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Uncommonwealth P. On Instagram at Uncommonwealth Podcast. You can email us at Uncommonwealth Podcast at gmail You can. Take a lightning lightning rod, electrify it, throw it into the Gulf Stream, and <laughs> use a kite board to deliver a piece of mail about a fire station mm-hmm. to us. And we will know that you will listen to this episode and all of Ben Franklin's inventions. If Ben Franklin had access to a camera, what would be the first thing he'd send out? Dick pic. Yeah. Or his asshole. <laughs> Fair maiden, look here at my... is, here's my hog. <laughs> this is the, one Just of the hog. founders of the country. <laughs> he did so much good as we went through in this episode. I know. So many impactful things. And the only thing I can think about when I hear Ben Franklin now is the $100 bill and <laughs> here's my hog, Fair maiden. And that he's raiding. Uh, and that he's raiding now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And, and I, also, 
<laughs> Here's my hog. <laughs> yeah, I just started thinking about that sentence. <laughs> All right, well, I'm about, <laughs> about, I'm so tired. I'm, I'm getting about, punchy. It about does it for this episode, right? Oh, goodness. Uh, this has been Honest Thoughts. This has been Bill. <laughs> We've been the Uncommon Podcast. Here's my hog. <laughs>